Morning again, everybody, and uh, welcome to Greater Alton Church here on a fine Sunday morning. Um, we're in a sermon series called Going Viral, and we've been looking at uh, what are you spreading? Right now, everybody's worried about the coronavirus spreading, and uh, God wants us to spread something else. He wants us to spread uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Right now, I got to thinking about this, that orchards across America, uh, the, the trees are blooming. The apple trees are blooming. Uh, uh, the, a lot of orchards right now, fruit trees are flourishing and they're getting ready to produce fruit. And there'll be a time when those orchards then will harvest that fruit and, and it'll be sent all over the country and you'll find it in your local produce section. Well, that's what really what God's wanting to do. He's wanting to take his fruit, the fruit he produces in you and I through the Holy Spirit and spread it everywhere we go. Here in uh, Galatians 5, his first passage, if you have notes, by the way, you can get those notes on greateroldenchurch.org, uh, or you can just look at the screen and follow along in your Bibles. But here in Galatians 5, the Bible says this. It says, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he'll produce this kind of fruit in us. Joy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And we've been looking at this, this list, the last several weeks since uh, uh, the social distancing restrictions have kept us from meeting as a church. Uh, today I want to talk about goodness. I want to talk about uh, the fruit of goodness. You know, goodness is a very broad term when you stop and think about it. Very broad term in our, uh, in our English language. It's much like how we use the word love. We'll say things like, that's a good person. Well, what do we mean by that? Well, we mean they're polite, they're kind. Or we'll say things like, good morning, or have a, I had a good time, or that was a good meal, or I, I feel good about this, or even, we'll even use the word good in a sense of, are we good? Is everything good between us? Jesus even used this word good many times in scriptures. One time he said, salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, it's not good for anything. Well, what are these all these terms meaning when we say the word good? Because most of the time, when we're thinking about a person that's that's good, we think of them as a kind, polite person. But goodness, again, in the Bible is much broader. You see, when we talk about, and when we use the word good, we use it uh, in a much broader way. For example, when we say good, we might refer to something that's to a specific quality or purpose, when we say, well, that was a good movie, well, it wasn't that it was kind to us, that don't make any sense. No, it's it's saying, we're saying, no, it was. It met my expectations. Uh, it brought me pleasure. I have something with me today. I just bought this this week. It's a DeWalt. Don Yoder would love this right now. It's a DeWalt XR brushless angle grinder. It's a good tool. Was. Well, Wait a minute. Is it kind? That's not uh, grinders. No, they're not. What, what do I mean by that? When it's good, I'm saying it, it. It has a function. It performs to my expectation. Actually, beyond my expectation. And that's what makes it good. It's functional. It 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 fulfills a purpose and it brings me pleasure when I use it. I'm going to sharpen some lawnmower blades today with this grinder. Uh, fruit. I've got apple and orange and a banana, we say, oh, this is good. Well, what are we talking about? Is it this, this, this apple, is it kind? 
well, maybe to my taste buds, but but really, we're, when we say we're talking about something being good, we're talking about the quality of it. Again, it's satisfying; it brings me pleasure. Well, when the Bible talks about goodness, it's using this broad term. In fact, it's only the word goodness is only found a couple of times in the Bible, and it's from this word agathune. It's a Greek word. Uh, the Bible was written in, in Koine Greek, and, it, and it's a very broad definition as well. Well, I think uh, before we can talk about what goodness is, let's talk a little bit about what goodness is not, okay? You know, I'm talking about I want to be a good person. Well, number one, goodness is not limited to developing good feelings. You know, I, I might be in a good mood, but that doesn't mean I'm a good person. I just have to be in a good mood. Another one is goodness is not restricted to adding good deeds. I can do something good, and I know lots of people, and you probably know lots of people that have done good things, but they're still a bad person. Though it's good to do good things, I'm not denying that, it doesn't guarantee that I'm a good person. So what's goodness about? Well, it's about being righteous. When you do a study of the word goodness, you find that the word goodness and righteousness are used interchangeably, especially in the book of Proverbs. If you look up the book, uh, a proverb, for example, uh, in the NIV, the International Version of the Bible, you might hear see the word righteousness or righteous, a righteous person. In the New Century Version, you'll see the word good. They'll refer to it as someone as a good person. Well, they mean the same thing. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you consider yourself a good person? Most people do. Do you consider yourself a righteous person? See the rub? I can say I'm good, but am I righteous? I'm not so sure about that. Well, see, the word goodness and righteous are used uh, the same way. They're used in, uh, in, in much the same way, okay? So what makes me good? What makes a person good then? Well, it's not just their mood. They're not doing a, do, a good deed every once in a while. Goodness is, is really about doing what God wants. It's fulfilling his purpose. Kind of like, again, this does what I want it to do and it fulfills a purpose. And so when I, I'm good, when I'm living in a way that fulfills God's purpose, when I'm obeying what God wants. Goodness is also about bringing God pleasure. We just mentioned that a second ago. You know, when the Bible talks about being a good person, it's not just about, again, being nice and polite or helping others, although that good people do that. It's not just about being a pleasant person to be around. No, it's it's an inner quality. It's a deep desire to be upright, to follow and honor God. That's really what goodness is about when we see the word goodness here listed in Galatians 5. You could say, I guess, goodness is about the content of my character. It's it's that it's what's that inner GPS. You know, I think you know GPS was global positioning system. Well, there's an inner GPS that God pleasing system that's called goodness in my life, and it has to do with my morals and my motives, my purity, godliness, and goodness really are connected. It's my desire to be decent, you know, uh, and it's a part of my character. It's part of, again, that that inside of me. You know, the Bible talks about when God created everything in Genesis 1, it would end each day, with the exception of one, it would end each day with 
and it's good, or this is good. God would say, this is good. What's he mean by that? It's good. Well, it's, it's in order. It's right. It's excellent. And uh, why? And, and one time after he gets done with a week, he, uh, one day, I mean, a particular day, he says, this is very good. Now, why, why would God say these things that he's making are good or very good? Well, it's because God's creation reveals his character. And the good things on this earth reveal the good things in his character. And, and they're good because they serve his purpose and his plan. And they give him pleasure. It's, it's good. All this stuff here on this earth is good because God's desire, God's motive is to bring good to the world. He wants it to spread and he wants his goodness to spread too. He still wants goodness out there and he wants to develop goodness in your character and in my character. So how does he do that? Let's talk about that for a minute. How does God develop good character in me? Well, here's some things I can do. First, God develops his goodness in me when I take a good look at myself. You know, I notice most of the sermons start here, don't they? It does have to start with me. We, we start with this kind of point in a lot of lessons, and it's for good reason. Everything about you and I starts with our heart. Look at Paul says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. He says, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay that Jesus Christ is in you. He says, test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. And then he says this in 1 Thessalonians 5. Take a good look at everything. Test it then cling to what is good. He says, take a good, cl- good close look at, at yourself and everything, including yourself. In other words, I look at my faith. I look at my desires. I look at my motives. I look at my strategy. I look at my habits. Now, why should I do that? Everything that comes out of me is from something deep and below the surface. Look how Jesus puts it in Luke 6. You don't get wormy apples off of of a, off a healthy tree, nor good apples off a diseased tree. The health, listen to this, the health of the apple tells the health of the tree. You must begin with your own life giving lives. He's saying, Jesus is saying, you gotta be a fruit inspector. You need to be a fruit inspector. You need to look deeper than the appearance. You need to start looking inside. I've got an apple here, and, and uh, one of the things I notice about it is, is that, is that it, 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 to be a fruit inspector, I can look at the outside. A lot of people do when they're when they're looking at themselves, and they start with themselves. They look at the outside. They look at how they compare with other people. But God wants you to look beyond the outside. He wants you to look inside. You see. He's saying, in other words, you know, sometimes we can do this. We can say, well, at least I'm not like this person. I'm not like that person. Well, the problem with that is that's a, that's focusing on the outside. And God wants us to look inside because fruit, you really know how good fruit is under the surface, under the surface. 
So you have to be a fruit inspector. Yes, you can thump it and you can feel it and you can smell it. I've got an apple and an orange here. Oh yeah, they smell good. Yeah, yeah. But you can even, sometimes people shake stuff like coconuts. I know they shake them and I can look at the color, but if I really want to know if this is good, I've got to get excited. I've got to cut it open. I've got to look inside and then I've got to do the acid test. Oh yeah, there's a good apple. I think we'll take a break. <laughs> I love apples. I eat one at least one a day. And it's really good. That tells me the tree that it come from was good too. But I wouldn't know it until I got into it. Let me ask you a question. What are people tasting from you? What are people tasting? You ever ask them that? Are you good fruit? Your fruit, what you do, how you carry yourself, all is determined by the condition of your heart. So you have to start there. You have to look. You have to look at your desires. You have to look at your choices. You have to ask yourself things like this. Do these honor God? Is what I'm doing, what I'm thinking, moral? Is it upright? Is it is what I'm doing and the direction I'm going in going to fulfill God's purpose and please Him? See, that's what the word. You know, it's funny. I was reading an article this week called "Goodness: The Most Neglected Fruit" in Galatians five. It's the most overlooked one. If you ask people, "What kind of fruit do you want?" I want patience. I need patience. Or I'd like to love people, but seldom do we think about goodness. And yet goodness is so important to have because it indicates, it tells us where we're really at, where we're, what we're really like on the inside. And God wants his, just like he, the clouds bring good to the, to the earth and the sun brings good to the earth and all the things around us bring good for our benefit. He wants, he wants to have his goodness spread to benefit others. So it starts there. Number two, if I if I want God to develop uh, goodness in me, he develops it in me when I establish the kind of habits that are good for me. I would even say this, that when I establish early the habits that are good for me, it's never too late to establish good habits. I mean, would you agree you're a creature of habit? Sure. And see, what I experience a lot in life can be traced back to a particular habit. And so it's it's from those habits that you and I form early in life and we form now, that we start forming now in life, have a big impact later in our life. Look at the Bible says here, how, how um, Peter says it. If you want a happy, good life, turn away from evil and do good. So you and I have a role in the kind of fruit God is going to produce in our lives. Years ago, Susan Chapel gave Denise and I an apple tree and we planted it at the bottom of our hill. And right now it's got blooms on it. We are excited because we know what that means when there's blooms on, a, on an apple tree, apples are coming. We're so excited about that. And I think it's, it, it, it is important that 
you know, I do have a part in how this, how fruitful this apple tree will be. I get it. I mean, I did a lot of work. I dug a hole, stuck it in there, filled the hole, and that was about it. See what I'm saying? I mean, I know I, where I put it matters. And uh, yet here I see when I prune it, when I spray it, when I maintain it, I, I, all these have an impact and an influence on the kind of fruit that God's going to produce when, when he brings his sunshine and his rain. See, the same is tr- true in producing fruit in your life, the fruit of goodness. Your choices, all of our choices influence what God produces and how much goodness he can produce. Let me give you three habits, three key habits that I think encourage goodness in your life. They sure do in mine. The first one is the habit of good worship. I need to have some good worship. I was driving down the road uh, the other day and I saw a friend of mine sitting in the backyard early in the morning. And what they were doing was they were just sitting there with their cup of coffee, looking at the sky. And I couldn't help but think, wonder what they're doing. Are they meditating? Are they spending their morning with the Lord in the presence of God? That's what I, that's what I tended to believe. I know this person well. I think that's what they were doing. I think it's very important. It's very important that, uh, that we establish this habit of getting in the presence of God. That's what worship is. Look at this in Psalm 73. David would say, or the psalmist would say, it is good for me to be near you. David was one time said, I stay close to you, Lord. I choose to be close to you. You know, though you and I may be limited sometimes with our connection with people, we're, we're not limited at all getting connected with God. We can do that. And I know I've talked to some of you and some of you have been using this margin because you can't get around certain you know people a lot or you can't do what you this extra margin is changing you and it's changing your relationship with God because you're establishing this habit of connecting with God. Look what the Bible says here in Psalm 65. Happy are the people you choose and invite to stay in your court. We are filled. Look what it says. We are filled with good things in your house, your holy temple. See, placing yourself in the presence of God fills you with good thoughts, good feelings, good ideas, fills you with hope. Like I said, I've talked to many of you that are, that are experiencing that. Some of you are singing as a family together. You're praying. You're getting together at Zoom meetings and praying with people. And 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 as um, some of you are seeing clearer skies because of this social distancing, guess what else is happening? Your vision and your sense of purpose is getting clearer too, isn't it? It is for me. What matters matters. It really has clarified a lot of things. You know, next week, by the way, next week, we're going to start getting together as a church uh, out in the parking lot. I'm going to call it drive-in church, you know, and you're going to be, we're all going to be meeting here next Sunday at 10 o'clock. We'll still be doing this in case you can't make it or you're too too afraid to come. We're, we're still going to have this broadcasting at 10, but we're going to also be meeting outside, out in the parking lot. You're going to be coming in your car, staying in your cars, and we're going to be having some time of worship some time together. We, I need to sing with some people outside of you know the cat and the dog. I'd like to, I'd like to have some more contact with some of the Christians I haven't seen for a while. How about you? And so it's 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 good for us to do that. The Bible talks about how good and pleasant it is when, when people come together and worship. And I hope you'll join us.
There's another habit, and that's forming good friendships, good relationships. Look what the Bible says here in Psalms 1. Here's how David starts the longest book, the most chapters in the Bible. He says, happy are those who don't listen to the wicked, who don't go where sinners go, and don't do what evil people do. And he goes on to say in verse 3, they're like trees along a riverbank bearing luscious fruit each season without fail. A lot of times, you know, the fruit, God's able to produce this good fruit because I have people, a good circle of good godly people that are good for me. Not just make me feel good, but are good for me. And they help me. They encourage me. And God's able to use them like iron sharpening iron. I get sharper. Or like other people, other Christians, other believers, I become more fruitful. I get those godly traits. Here's the third habit. And that's the habit of listening to good words. I'm overwhelmed with bad words right now. How about you? The media. I'm not talking about cussing. I'm not talking about I'm overwhelmed by hearing cussing. I'm not hearing a lot of profanity. I'm talking about the media, the news, um, songs on the radio, people talking, complaining, uh, c- criticizing, the dialogue and the condemning that's going on. It's just, ugh, I get tired of hearing. Are you tired of it yet? I get tired of all the politics around everything that's being discussed about this virus. I need to hear good words. How about you? I do. Well, you know where those good words come from? They come from the Lord. They're the best words. They're the sweetest. Look what the Bible says here in Psalms 119. Your words are so sweet to me, like the taste of M&Ms. It says of honey. That was the, and by the way, when you think about, unlike M&M's, honey tastes sweet and it's good for you. Am I right? Yeah. And so when when I read the word of God, when I listen to God, what he has to say, his promises, his reassurance, when I read about his power and and how he talks with people and and the promises he's made to you and I, oh, and I get those. They're just like a breath of fresh air. They're so good. They're sweet. They taste good. Look at this passage here. Hezekiah said these and these words in in Isaiah 39. He says, these words from the Lord are good. Now, when you read the words that come from the Lord, they didn't sound very good because he said that his children, that Hezekiah's children were going to be in slavery in Babylon. (laughs) So what is that all about? What is it? What is he saying? He's saying they're good because they're good for me. You see, what do we say? What good is again? It's not just something that's positive, but something that's powerful in my life. Something again that fulfills the purpose and the word of God. The apostle Paul said that the word of God is profitable. All scripture is useful. It's profitable. It's good for you and I. It tells us what we need to hear, not just what we want to hear. And so it fulfills a purpose and that makes it good. You see, it's good. Here's the third point I want to make and then we'll close. If God's going to produce goodness in me, he'll produce it when I depend on him. When I depend on God. Like I told you, the apple we, or the apple tree we planted uh, a few years ago, it's blooming and we're so excited about it. I wish I could say it was all about me. I, I did it all. But like I told you, I just dug a hole and plant, plopped it in there and did nothing really else. Oh, I'd spray it every once in a while, maybe cut a few branches off. I don't even know what I'm doing when I prune a tree. I had a part in it, in other words, but a little part. I still had to depend on God doing the bigger part. 
I needed to, I had to depend on God to provide the sunshine and the rain. And when I did my part and God did his part, we have apples. See, I can't produce goodness on my own. I'm not good enough. You're not good enough. I'm not good enough to produce goodness. Oh, I can do a couple of good things. But I don't, it's not my nature to be good. No, my nature is to rebel. Look at, look what Jesus said. No one is good except God alone. No one's right. No one's excellent. No one's fulfilling, really fulfilling the desires of God. Only God can do that. He's the source of goodness. And I can't, you can't be good without him. David said this, I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Without you, I have nothing good. What's David saying? He goes, man, Lord, without you, I can't be good. I can't be upright. I can't fulfill your purpose. I can't function the way you want me to. I need you to be good. So I look to you, Lord. You're my Lord. You're my master. I depend on you. I want to read some passages as we close. Just to encourage you to see how important it is to depend on God right now. If you want to be, you want God's goodness in your life? You want to truly be good and functional and useful? It's, a, it's this dependence on God. Yes, you need to look inside. And yes, you need to incorporate some habits. But this dependence on God really matters. And it's a choice only you can make. Here's one in Psalms. Those who passionately pursue the Lord will never lack any good thing. Galatians 5 again. But when the Holy Spirit controls your lives, he'll produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness. Malachi 4. But for you to honor me, and this is during a time, this, this passage is during a time when Israel couldn't go anywhere. They were locked down. But for you who honor me, goodness will shine on you like the sun with healing in its rays. He's talking about making a commitment to God. He says, if you pursue me, if you'll, if, if, if you'll honor me. Hosea 10 says, plant goodness, harvest the fruit of loyalty. Plow the new ground of knowledge. And he says, look for the Lord until he comes and pours goodness on you like water. He says, seek the Lord. Look to the Lord. Look for the Lord. Depend on the Lord. And here in Psalms 34, it says, give the Lord a chance to show how good he is. Great blessings belong to those who depend on him. Let me ask you a question. Is there a habit you need to incorporate? How do you taste in, in, the, in the mouths of others? You know, how does your life come across? Is the goodness of God coming from you into the lives of other people? I've got different kinds of fruit here. you got an apple. you got an orange. You know, and um, I love oranges too. It's a cutie. A little cutie. Ooh, it squirted me. Look out. And boy, they taste good. Oh yeah, this is a good one. Here's a banana. Denise loves bananas. And I notice that no matter what shape you are, you can be good. God created you to be good. Created you for a function. Created you to fulfill something. Fulfill his will. You have a destiny. You see, do you have the desire? 
it's going to come down to that. Because if you have the desire, if you have the, the courage and the motive to honor God and please God, he will produce goodness in your life. Everything good comes from him. And may God bless you to discover and experience goodness growing in yours. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. And Father, thank you for protecting many of us, Lord. Father, thank you for this series. Father, I just, I, we just don't want to be nice people. We know you call us to be more than just nice and polite. I know many of us listening, we would say, you know, I want to be a good person. But we're, we would be saying, well, I'm good because I'm nice and polite to people. Father, I pray that you'll help us see there's much deeper meaning to what it means to be a good person. It means living a life that honors you. It means living a life that seeks to give pleasure to you and to not only be uh, curious, but desire so much to want to be used by you for the purpose you created each of us for. Father, I know some of us here, I know some here, Father, are listening right now. They probably would say like the Apostle Paul, I know that there's nothing good in me. Father, would you help them, encourage them, see that if they follow you and depend on you, there is something good. You created this to be good. Sin has destroyed it. But your son Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross died to make it possible to be good again. Help us, Father. Help us depend on you and produce your goodness in us. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.